welcome to episode 18 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at some of the greatest albums of all time and the history around it. And then we compare those albums to albums that are out today uh, and we see if they still hold up. My name is Matt and with me, they're back again, the Mitch Mitchell nice. and Noel Redding of El Vanilo. I like that. Which sounds good, but actually means that I'm calling myself Jimmy the Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> so that's very big headed. But we have with us Grace and Adam. Hello guys. Hello. Afternoon. Good afternoon. Are you alright? Yeah. And morning and evening, wherever you're listening. Sorry, of course. You know. <laughs> How has your week been? It's been okay. It's been it's, yeah, it's been a week. It's been, been a week. <laughs> Things are still a bit uneventful, aren't they? They're not like Yeah. They're not mad. They're, they're not mad. They're not mad at I'll all. I'll tell you who is going mad. Grace, oh, you've had a a day of coffees. Oh, don't share. I'm tasting the colours in the room around me right now. <laughs> We're very hardcore here <laughs> at El Vanilla. We like to to look at all this great music and wow, look at all these rock and roll stars. I I wonder what they were on caffeine. No, maybe not. <laughs> That's maybe, it. Maybe not. <laughs> I can finally relate to them. You know, it's early to talk about it, but George and John. They went to see a dentist, right? And they used to put things in their coffee. It's not. They used to put, like, special little things in their coffee. Like drugs, basically. uh, Yeah. All right. You looked at me, like, just blankly. Why 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 specifically the dentist? dentist? Yes. No, he was a dentist, the guy who was doing it. Oh, he was. The dentist and his wife. The dentist and his wife were drugging them. Yeah. Were drugging. Right. George and John. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they just thought they were friends and they were like, wow, what's in this coffee? Maybe we've done that to you, Grace. Oh, I mean, we didn't have the coffee with you, so... I trusted you. <laughs> and while we're on it, has anyone thought about... So this is going to be Beatles-related as well, just as an intro, I'm sorry. But um, has anyone thought about how they're going to greet people after this is all over? Because I tell you now, I'm never mm. shaking another hand ever again. You don't want to hold You want to keep hand. this distance up forever. Well, I'm happy to, like, you know, the elbow bump <laughs> or pump. It's not a pump, bump. Um, I'm up for that, but I'm not. A little air five. I'm quite a fan of the uh, the closed fist kind of um, on the wrist, on the wrist kind of the fist mm, on the wrist, the fist on the wrist, or the. I I quite like that. Sounds rude. Don't want to go any further. It's very. um, I feel like it's very macho almost. Yeah, Yeah. all the people do it. My friend was telling me when he goes to the gym because they're obviously quite sweaty. They do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't go to the gym, so I wouldn't know. Well, you might be asking, me, what does this have to do with the Beatles? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I watched a Ringo um, interview today from two years ago. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Ringo is a germaphobe because he was ill as a child. He was. Yeah. And so he doesn't shake hands and oh. he has always done the elbow bump. Ringo isn't just, you know, the best drummer in the world, mm-hmm. some may say. <laughs> <laughs> he is innovating greetings. He was ready for this pandemic before it ever came. Absolutely. Hello, goodbye. That's what he was saying to those handshakes. <laughs> yeah, and peace and love. Peace and love. No more fan mail. No more fan mail. Have you seen that? Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Guys, go and look up the no more fan mail. It, that is... it will be tossed. Right. <laughs> it will be tossed. Our sister <laughs> Hannah does a very good Ringo impression very for that good. bit. She doesn't yeah. like the Beatles in any way, shape or form, but she does do a good no more fan mail. Yeah. Shout out to him. We'll never be like that, guys. Send your fan mail. <laughs> Come on, yeah. <laughs> it will be sent. We'd love 
Yeah, do you know the story behind that? Go so on. basically, Ringo um, found out that people were getting his signature and then selling them on eBay. Mm. Mm. And to when eBay was like quite a thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's still a thing, but you know, it's really new. Mm. And so he said, right, no more. People aren't making money off me anymore. I don't make enough from this band anyway. Mm. So, <laughs> so yeah, so he said it. And what's good about that video? Look at all. Ringo, it will be tossed on uh, yeah. YouTube. It's very early, isn't it? It's mm. like 2007, 2010, something yeah, around yeah, there. Yeah. And whereas a camera would normally go and go in and zoom in on his face, mm. it zooms out from his nose. It's beautiful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if there's one feature of Ringo that people know, it starts with the nose. Maybe that's why. So it's quite a feature. Peace and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Guys. Amazing. Right, so... This week's album is Axis Bold as Love by Jimi Hendrix. What an exciting week. Mm. Um, and so we did 1967 last week when we did Aretha. <clears throat> I've never loved a man. Like, I love Jim. That's not the title, but I never loved a man. Yeah. Um, and so we've done that, yeah. We know all the facts. So let's have a, a Jimi Hendrix biography from Adam. Deep dive. Cannot wait. I'm so excited for this. Here we go. So... Uh, James Marshall Ooh. Hendricks, uh, Jimmy, was born Johnny Allen Hendricks. So quite a cornucopia uh-huh. of names a from cornucopia. the get-go. That's right, from the get-go. Um, but from here on out, we're going to just refer to him as Jimmy or Hendricks, one, one oh. or the other. Um, he was born in November 27th, 1942, in Seattle, Washington, uh, home, of course, to Starbucks Coffee and Nirvana. I believe so. Kaker Main was from uh, Seattle as well. So, two facts, and also, of course, Grey's Anatomy, which wow. is one of the best shows. At the start of lockdown, I was well into Grey's Anatomy. Have you finished it? Now? I binge watched all of it on Amazon Prime. There's still a season left. Have you ever watched it, Grace? No, I've never watched it either, guys. All Scrubs I'm say, has been the only like hey, doctor's thing, go. and nothing can top that we'll get to Jimi Hendrix in a moment so Scrubs is great <laughs> but for drama pure intense drama Grey's Anatomy and is, it too, is, it, like, is it unrealistic no no, no. and a young George Clooney no oh, that's, really? that's ER oh. <laughs> right so see they're all the really? same yeah that's, that's wow, ER I never um, no but uh, once you've seen one you've seen them all but yeah anyway Have, before, no I'm not done oh, okay. I'm not done <laughs> well we just stay on Scrubs even yes. though we weren't talking about it well we should do that one of the best series of all time. Full stop. Yeah, no, I agree. Have you seen that they do a podcast now? No. no. It's crazy you don't know this. Him so and they, Turk. Yeah. <gasps> so, I mean, that's not their names, but Zach <laughs> well. and Donald, but yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so they do a podcast mm. doing re, um, rewatch episodes episode and they talk episode, about it. Episode by episode. They, they watch it back and they talk about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's amazing. amazing. It's, and then they have like Dr. Cox come on and they have like all different characters and the show run around. It's so good. And it's amazing. And I think it's that good a podcast. Mm. We should do a podcast about their podcast Brilliant. about their show. Brilliant. That's how good Ooh, their show it's is. It's like paradox. Come on. And then maybe one day they'll do a podcast <laughs> about our podcast. I mean, one shout, out, one shout out from Zach Braff. My, my life's complete. I'm not going to lie. They have- he scratched their back. Yeah. You know. That they need our help. <laughs> <laughs> but they get fans on every week and they do like a Zoom call with them. Hey. And honestly, I just, I thought about doing it because we had some birthdays in June and that's when like lockdown was at its height, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I thought, wouldn't it be amazing? I just thought, you know, I would crumble. 
Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do it. Starstruck. <laughs> I would be absolutely starstruck. <laughs> tongue-tied. Absolutely tongue-tied. Same. But Scrubs, oh my goodness. So good. Check it out. If you've never watched Scrubs, check yeah. it out. And then once you finish that, Grey's Anatomy. Because, yeah. drama. Ne- neither of them from 1967. But, uh... <laughs> no. But, 10 US links to... Seattle, Washington. Anyway, so Jimi <laughs> Hendrix, going back to him. Uh, so he had a bit of a turbulent childhood um, with his parents. They struggled a lot with alcohol, um, his parents, and often when they were intoxicated, that would lead to them having quite vicious fights to which uh, a young Jimmy would hide in a closet to kind of escape from it. So hmm. turbulent childhood kind of throws a little window as to, you know, maybe his, his adult life as we go forward, and hmm. um, we'll circle back to it. Sam. At Horace Mann Elementary School in Seattle during the mid 1950s, one of Hendrix's teachers noticed that he had a habit of carrying a broom around with him to emulate a guitar. So, this young Jimi Hendrix in like preschool, elementary school, whatever you want to call it, um, carrying around a broom because he just wanted to play guitar. Um, and that gained the attention of the school's social worker. So after more than a year of his clinging to this broom like a security blanket almost, she wrote a letter requesting school funding intended for underprivileged children, insisting that leaving him without a guitar might result in psychological damage. So quite quite strong early on. Yeah. Her efforts failed, unfortunately. And uh, and Jimi Hendrix's oh. dad's not the Hollywood story. It's not happy. This isn't like he's presented uh, with this guitar and immediate no, he doesn't get one. And his dad refuses to buy him one. Oh. Um, so his dad is in and out of work, finds it very very hard. He was in the army, his dad. Um and then when he was when he left the army, uh work just wasn't easy to come by for him. Um however, in fifty seven, while helping his dad with a side job, uh, Jimi Hendrix found a ukulele amongst the garbage that they were removing from an older woman's house. Um, it had one string, and she told him to, to keep it. So he's there with this one-string ukulele that's probably beat up. Um, so he learned by ear, uh, and by learning by ear, ear, he played single notes following along to Elvis Presley songs, particularly Hound Dog. Um, so it's quite amazing, just this young kid just, like, playing along, thinking he's Elvis. Just great. And by the age of... Uh, 33, uh, Jimi Hendrix's mother, Lucille, had developed cirrhosis of the liver uh, and she died um, when her spleen ruptured. Um, now, an insight into the way that his dad acted. Um, so his dad refused to let Jimi Hendrix go to his mother's funeral and told him to just drink a shot of whiskey and just deal with it because that's how men dealt with it. So from this year, young, early age, Jimi Hendrix is, is kind of shown just this world of intoxication and kind of alcohol abuse. It all comes full circle, we'll get to it. Um, so, in the mid-1958, mid at age 15, Hendrix acquired his first acoustic guitar uh, for about $5, which in 2019 money is about $44. Um, he played on it constantly for hours at a time every day, watching others and learning from more experienced guitars, guitarists. Uh, and he listened to blues artists a lot, so Muddy Waters, B.B. King, Robert Johnson, Howlin' Wolf. He's listening to them all and absolutely loving them. Uh, the first tune Hendrix learned to play was the television theme Peter Gunn. So, there you go. Uh, and around that time, Hendrix jammed with Boy... Boyhood, I was about to say boyfriend then. Boyhood friend Sammy Drain uh, and his keyboard playing brother, and they kind of created a little band. Um, but Jimmy was really hard to hear because he was just on this acoustic guitar, and they were all on drums and keyboards and stuff. So, so he decided that he needed an electric guitar. Um, 
so yeah so his dad actually buys him a guitar his dad finally relents so in mid 59 his father buys him a white supro ozark look that up i'm sure it's a fairly easy i think that's one of those catalog guitars so it was like really quite cheap probably made out of fiberglass or something but it got the job done and it was a, his first electric guitar um, now in the early 60s he moved to clarksville tennessee uh, and soon after, he began playing gigs on what was called the Chitlin Circuit. Uh, and he actually earned a place in the Isley Brothers backing band. So he's there in the Isley Brothers backing band. He also uh, played with Little Richard. So two big, big names in music, the Isley Brothers. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, And Little Richard, who is the godfather of rock and roll, essentially. And he didn't, I'm assuming he didn't go to Hamburg with him or anything like that. I don't that. believe so, no. no. So he just kind of stayed in the back. But... When he continued to play with them um, through kind of the 60s, uh, mid-65, he played with Curtis Knight and the Squires, and then he moved in late 66 to England after kind of being discovered um, by this woman called Linda Keith. Um, and that interested bassist Chaz Chandler of The Animals. Yeah, what a guy. Yeah, um, uh, who became his first manager. <coughs> so represented by a top guy, top mm. talent, I suppose you could say. Um, and within months after being kind of discovered and managed by uh, Chaz Henderson, he, he gets uh, three UK top 10 hits with the Jimi Hendrix experience. So those top hits are Hey Joe, Purple Haze and The Wind Cries Mary. So there is like three first hits and they are big songs. Mm. If it, you ever ask anyone to name a Jimi Hendrix song, they're going to say Hey Joe or Purple Haze, I, I think. Um yeah, he achieved fame in the US after his performance at the Monterey Pop Festival. That's where he sets his guitar on fire, um, which is an incredible picture, if you've ever seen it. The story behind that picture, there was a kid, or a young fella, um, who was at that gig, and he had one roll uh, of film left in his camera, and he was just sat on the front row, and he just happened to be there and took the picture. It was like the last picture on his camera of Jimi Hendrix kind of sat over this white guitar after putting on fire like doing the flame things it's an incredible picture if you've not seen it it's like one of the most famous pictures i think in in rock history it's amazing um so yeah absolutely amazing um so yeah that's uh the monterey pop festival in 67 i always thought that was at woodstock that's like yeah. a classic like yeah. m like myth or yeah um, misconception. No, no. Pop Woodstock, interestingly, when he played Woodstock, he moved his slot, or his slot was moved from the Sunday evening to Monday at like 8 o'clock. And the crowd was like 400,000 at the height of Woodstock, but then it was like only f like 40,000 by the time he played at 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, and by that time, when he played Woodstock, the Jimi Hendrix experience, the, the trio, had broken up, essentially. Mitch Mitchell, the drummer, was still playing with him, but the bassist was gone. Um, and they kind of expanded it from just the three of them to like about six people. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, Woodstock, Woodstock, Jimi Hendrix's Woodstock performance is incredible. He does this version of um, Star, Star Spangled Banner, yeah. Mm. But he puts in all these kind of what are called dive bombs and stuff like that, and these kind of feedback moments on the guitar, which sound like bombs, don't they? Yeah, before those things are even like, mm. I mean, popular in music, or even like have a term. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and it kind of becomes, like, talked about by all these music commentators about how it's, like, um, referencing the Vietnam War that we've talked about a lot uh, and how it's kind of commentating on that. So, um, brilliant. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of him playing live. 
Uh, his third and final studio album, Electric Ladyland, reached number one in the US in 1968, and it was Hendrix's most commercially successful release and his only number one album. And at this time, he is the world's highest paid performer. People wow. absolutely love him. Um, they kill to see him live. There's a story of him playing with Eric Clapton, and Eric Clapton didn't think he was any good, but then Jimi Hendrix plays this song that Eric Clapton always plays, I think it's called Killing Floor, and Clapton's remarked as saying, like, well, if I'd have known he was that good, I wouldn't have bothered playing myself, or something like that. That's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, there's a picture of, of the Beatles all sitting there watching him play. Yeah, in London. In London, yeah. um, and they're all just kind of... You can see them watching, you can kind of almost read the dialogue between them, they're all like, flipping heck, this guy's really good. Because <laughs> he's just pl- pulling these blistering performances and the anticipation is like yeah it's it's not like beatlemania but i mean mm. it's an exciting time it's isn't an it exciting time um so throughout his teenage and adult life uh, hendrix was a heavy drinker and frequent dr- drug user because that's what he's grown up now and through his dad and his mum um, and how they kind of showed themselves so alcohol eventually became the scourge of his existence driving him to fits of peak even rare bursts of atypical physical violence and he often paired drinking with drugs so he kind of experimented with a lot of acid lsd um in the 60s and the mid 60s and it would be drugs that eventually lead to hendrix's unfortunate young death uh, so on September the 17th, 1970, I believe he was visiting a friend or a girlfriend, that I can't quite remember, uh, in London where he was living. Um, spent the evening with her, um, went to sleep, and she found him on the morning of September 17th, 1970, uh, breathing but unconscious and unresponsive. Um, and the following day, he was pronounced dead, dead due to asphyxia, basically choked on his vomit in his sleep. Uh, and he was just 27 years old. So it's really, he's only just got going, so young in his career, one of the world's highest paid performances, and he just, just dies, passes away. Um, I have heard a bit of a conspiracy theory, which is quite interesting. So I watched this program once talking about Jimi Hendrix, um, and there were these people who kind of partied with him and, and performed with him, and they said he was a very experienced drug taker, he knew what he was doing. He wasn't someone who could just overdose because he knew how to control it. So they were thinking around this time he was becoming so commercial and so successful that kind of contracts and stuff that he was going for or being offered were kind of killing his creative spirit. So they think that he may have on purpose overdosed in a way to kind of end the story in his terms. Bit of a conspiracy theory. I don't know whether Mm. he did that. Um, And it'd be sad if he did, if he felt like he was in that place. But... That is a little bit on, on Jimi Hendrix. Really interesting guy. Definitely watch some of his live performances on YouTube because especially the Monterey Pop Festival and um, Woodstock because mm-hmm. they're just absolutely, absolutely incredible uh, incredible performances. Uh, so that's a little bit on, on Jimi. Amazing. Amazing. So, well, in a, innovative, isn't it? Mm. Like, just unbelievable. And um, I'm, in this year... The things that are coming out as Sergeant Peppers. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are You Experienced by Jimi Hendrix comes out <laughs> the same year, seven months before this album. Uh, Smiley Smile by The Beach Boys. This is the same list from last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, Magical Mystery Tour by The Beatles and Surrealistic Pillow by Jefferson Aeroplane. Mm. And you know what? It's just an absolute unbelievable year for music, isn't it? Definitely. Um, and those albums are 
just crazy good mm. and like unlike anything that anyone's ever heard before but Jimi hendrix fits right in doesn't he Absolutely. and so we're going to talk about that after the break Amazing. So Axis Bold as Love is the second studio album by Jimi Hendrix um, and it was released in the UK in December of 1967 and as we have just said only seven months after the release of the highly successful debut album Are You Experienced? Mm. Um, just unbelievable and the way that the recording process happened here was that there were songs from the previous album um, there were songs that weren't even used on this session and basically they were just recording all the time they were gigging, recording and Chad Chandler had the group kind of, not on like tight reins but like he'd get them in the studio he'd get them working and he is, I only found out about him really recently but he is an absolutely amazingly underrated music person isn't he right. he worked them quite hard and so uh, from this album it's a little bit different than the previous album, you know. It's not as um, the guitar licks are definitely different. There's more soul in this album. Mm. Um, the, this album is known for having some of the best songwriting from Jimi Hendrix, and is is known for that great um, the way that it was written and the the songwriting, the great songs on it. Uh, and they had Eddie Kramer or Kramer, uh, who was Jimi Hendrix's producer and he was pushing them to new sounds like you know experimentation was a was a big thing uh, but this album i was listening to this album like you know if i was the beatles i'd be like wow sergeant peppers yeah isn't it experimental as that Definitely. so they have all the overdubs they have all like the backwards track in all these amazing like layers but this is like raw experimentation um, and you can't hide can you no and so some of the things that I was I watched a little documentary and some of the just the little things that this album has that other albums hadn't had was like the st- the stereo panning yeah. and like literally the drums going from one side right all the way over to the other stereo phasing as well um, just so the phasing is like from one end to the other the panning is just like Sometimes you hear it on Beatles stuff, but it's not as, like, left and right. It's, like, all the way. Mm. And in this, it kind of, like, jumps. It's, like, sometimes you have a vocal and it's just on the left or it's just on the right. In this, it's, like, it jumps from where to where. And it's absolutely amazing. Um, Guitars into Leslie speakers, which (laughs) is just unbelievable. And so for people that don't know, a Leslie speaker is what you plug an organ into. And basically, it's, like a rotary sound and so there's like this fan that goes round and pushes the sound out into this big box and then another speaker picks it up and while it's spinning round it basically gives it this phasing effect it's like a waving kind of like yeah it gives it life doesn't it and mm. yeah and on an organ it sounds amazing but on a guitar <laughs> i was listening to this album and i was thinking you know i've had phase pedals or flange pedals but they didn't sound like that. No, no. They did not sound as good <laughs> as the, and that's maybe really obvious, but actually probably before this I probably hadn't really cared about that style. But when I was listening to it, I was like, Wow, this yeah. is yeah. this is really cool. This is a really cool uh, album. You know, it's it's got recorder solos. Yeah. 
Come on. Glockenspiel, like counter melodies everywhere. Just, you know, nobody sounded like this. No. Nobody had the skill to match or the soul to match uh, Jimi Hendrix. They might have had skill or soul, Mm. but they didn't have both like this. And he wasn't just a shredder, but he was a shredder as well. And he had absolutely, you know, there's heart and feeling in the music, isn't there? It's Mm. just amazing. Grace, what did you think of the album? I I enjoyed it. I initially, with the EXP yeah. at the beginning. That intro is mad. I was like, I'm not listening to this. <laughs> I was like, this is it. I'm not I'm not having this. <laughs> Another album like this. But after that, it was fine. Yeah. And I yeah. get like the point of EXP. It's all like, he's just messing around. He's like trying different stuff. He's using the microphonic harmonic feedback. Yeah, crazy. You know, yeah. he's just exploring. Mm. Yeah. I... I would suggest you don't need to do that. Sack that off. <laughs> Explore at home. Don't record it and put it on an album. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, Fair, okay. But it got better after that. Kudos yeah. to him. Yeah, I, yeah. I enjoyed all that stuff. I think um, my favourite has to be a title track. Okay. Bold as love. Yeah. It's very good, isn't it? It is, it is very good. I mean, there were some great ones on there, to be honest, because he goes through all different... There's like pop on there. There's some R and B, rock, rhythm and blues. It is literally an album where they're just like, let's make some music. Yeah, yeah. Let's explore different stuff, and it's all really good. I loved "Up from the Skies," the drum brushes. Yes. If you've got a, if you've got brushes, the song's gonna sound good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll take your word just for it. Take everything else out. Just leave the drums in there. Amazing. <laughs> Get rid of everything else. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, ain't no telling. Short, but an, but an interesting one. Um, Little Wings, where he's recording through the Leslie. The Leslie. Um, yeah, it sounds good. And that was so. There's only two, isn't there, that they would play live most of the time. So I so think Little Wings yeah. and Spanish. Cas- yeah, Spanish Castle oh. Magic, and I think Castle Made of Sand may have been played live as well. Yeah, may have been yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know that much. And do you know what? I don't even know that much Jimi Hendrix. Right. I've never even got into it, except for, like, a Greatest Hits album. Yeah, to be I, fair, I wouldn't. And we, when we were younger, there were loads and loads yeah. of Jimi Hendrix, mm. like, Greatest Hits. Like, so many that you couldn't even... Because I guess he didn't have that many albums mm. that they would just put all the best bits together. But I think there were things on here that I consider best bits that had been missed off. Mm. Uh, yeah. Some of those things. Anything else, Grace, or is that? Um, no, they were just quite, quite like none of them like blew me away. To be honest, it was a good album, but it wasn't incredible. But I loved um, the on... playing was incredible, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like as whole thing, <sighs> if six was nine, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Oh my gosh, that's the worst one. Oh, I didn't like the that. worst one. Mm. Absolute garbage. And did you know they lost? Garbage. <laughs> well, okay, such a strong. Well, let's not go with garbage. <laughs> No, but considering they've got such good stuff on there, like one rainy wish, the change of time signatures, mm. stunning. Starts off like a waltz, mm. and then the chorus is this like rock feel, and the transition, Amazing. beautiful. And then if six was nine, you just it's into just it. I just wasn't into it. It's all it's like well, it's quite like psychedelic, and it's quite I don't know. It felt all over the place. They recorded it in two halves. Yeah. So you had like a section A, section B, and you can sort of hear the yeah, yeah. the cut in the middle. Um, but did you know they lost the tape for that? They lost the original recording. Oh, wow. Well. I know they did it again, but I didn't know they... 
Lost yeah, yeah. Thing. So, um, I wonder if it's still out there. Can you imagine? He left it in a London taxi. Oh my god! Someone's definitely still yeah. out that there, but and don't know it. Yeah, yeah. the taxi driver. Yeah, <laughs> still um, driving around London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they like re-recorded it, rushed. Yeah. And like Hendrix goes on about how like you know obviously it could have been much better. It was much better. Hmm. I'm like, well, I hope so because I didn't think it was very good. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So on the whole, you enjoyed it, but there was yeah. some bits. You I like, like the experimenting. You can tell everyone there is a really good musician, but yeah. that one let me down. Okay, okay. and EXP. Yeah, I th- I did think it was a slow start to an album. I kind of did have the first two tracks. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh please don't be. <laughs> you know, you know what I thought like a really obscure Frank Zappa album. Yeah, where mm-hmm. I'm like, if this is like this for half an hour. If I'm not high, I'm not going to enjoy it. You know what I mean? And I have no, I have no ideas to take that much caffeine in Greece. You know, that's not my, that's not my uh, plan. Adam, what do you think? I absolutely love this album. Come on, mm. Sam. I have the. I'm going to say the privilege of listening to this album on vinyl. So I've got a vinyl of this one, um, and I think it's an original '67 vinyl. Oh, come if on. If not, then it's one from like the '80s, but still. And uh, so we never talk about this. But the cover art, let's talk about the cover art. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, the it's controversial cover art. Controversial cover art. So it's obviously them as a, as three kind of forms of one of the the Hindu deities. Yeah. Um. So yeah, controversial. But if you're looking at kind of the theme of the time of the late 60s, it really plays into that psychedelic, mm. higher power kind of feeling religious kind of almost. He didn't like it, did he? Did he not? Yeah, he didn't. Either. He said that he never agreed to it. Right. Um, and he doesn't like it, and it caused loads of controversy. Yeah, I bet it did, yeah. A lot of people were pretty angry about it. Mm. Um, and yeah, and he was just like, yes, yeah, sorry, mm. it wasn't me. Yeah. I don't like it either. But I love it. <laughs> so I think it's really eye-catching. <laughs> I think it's like, yeah, I think it, it's a bit weird. It kind of sets the turn. It's just, I think it's really good. Mm. It's um, 67 in a picture, in it? It really is. Mm. It's like that psychedelic, psychedelic kind of non-religious, but looking at religious iconography. It's brilliant. But... This album, love it. The opener, EXP, it is weird, but I kind of, kind of dig it, dug it. You know what I mean? And what I enjoyed is like the vocals are slowed down, sped up, and like yeah, it's got that like, that like panning. They swap. Yeah. They go from one high, one's low to the switching. Yeah, and I just mm. think it's for like and, a, yeah. And they're not doing that like we do on digital stuff. They're yeah. like literally yeah. taking the tape and they're stretching it out and they're doing all this and slowing it down. So and, clever. Mm. and like panning it, all that stuff. It's amazing. Mm. Um. Yeah, so um, really good. Now, if we can talk about the drumming on this. So Mitch Mitchell, mm. it's like a jazz drummer. And I think what you mentioned before, the panning and the thing, it lends itself to his style of really quick, rapid, kind of jazz, uh, rock drumming really well because he's all over the kit, all over the, the toms and the snare and the cymbals, and it plays really well mm. into creating this just massive sound. And I've often thought that he's one of like my favourite drummers. Him, John Bonham, both of them are just like right up there. Um, and I think he's brilliant all over this album. Um, if we're talking favourite tracks, yeah. um, Wait Until Tomorrow, absolutely love that one. Um, it's kind of telling a story, really good, really mm. good. Uh, Castles Made of Sand, again, telling stories, really good. But my favourite one, because I've got a bit of a bit of a story behind it, Come on. is Little Wing. Sam? Do you really like Hot Wings? Love. Well, I like I like There's chicken wings. Wing. <laughs> Just little tiny, little tiny wings. <laughs> but little wing. So, 
Little Wing is the song that I had a non-religious religious experience Amazing. to. Amazing. Oh, Come on. Sam. This week? No. Oh. No, this this is a little while back. So I've no, I've heard this song for a long time. Mm. That doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I've heard this song for a long time. It's been in my bones. <laughs> Don't cut that out. It's brilliant. But <laughs> you can't say your own jokes are brilliant. <laughs> Sam, we I just been to Madrid with uh, uni. It was a uni trip, mm. um, and I was on the plane, and heads were in. Uh, heads were in. Headphones were in. <laughs> Maybe I've had some coffee. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Guys, the heads were in. Oof, the heads were in. The headphones were in. And I started Little Wing. And I started it just as we were kind of taxing. Now it synced up brilliantly. Don't know whether that's weird. It synced up brilliantly so that we took off just as the guitar solo was hitting. And you know when you get that little head rush from a plane yeah. loan? And that was going up. The guitars were going up. And I was just like, whoa. Did you cry? Almost. Wow. I was like, this is the most incredible feeling ever. And it's been elevated. It was just epic. Like, I love stories like that. And it just felt, I've often said that's my most non-religious, religious experience. Mm. You felt closer to God in that moment. I don't know. I felt closer to something. I love that. I felt <laughs> close to Jimmy. You were sat next to a really fat guy. Just, that's all it was. That's all it was. <laughs> there was just a euphoria that kind of lifted me from this soaring guitar solo because it's a great guitar yeah. solo mm-hmm. um, the adrenaline the adrenaline the little head rush from the plane the g-force or oh, just everything Adam that's brilliant so um, and it, it only happened by accident or by divine providence you yeah why not by me pressing play so there's yeah. no coincidences there's no coincidences only god instances <laughs> come on I hate it that's saying per reach it so yeah this uh, this album the bass is great I don't think Jimi Hendrix is of earth Personally, oh. the man is an alien. He could do things on a guitar that I'm not sure many people could do. Like you said, yeah, amazing. Yes, people are as skilled as him, but they don't have the soul. And I just think it's something. Mm. He he was someone special, and I think it's reflected in his music. It's not for everyone, but I think everyone should give it at least a little bit of a go because yeah. wow. there's stuff in there, um, his tone, and just yeah. So this album, absolutely loved it. Brilliant. Amazing. That's mm. so good. I'm really. I'm glad you shared that. I really love that. Uh, all my favourite songs are all the famous songs, basically. <laughs> um, Spanish Castle Magic. The jazz chords mm. are amazing. Mm. So the guy, their um, producer in this documentary, he was playing the chords on piano. And Jimi Hendrix said, what are those chords? You need to show me those chords. Brilliant. He learns them and then makes them into this, like, really hevel, hevel, heavy, cool that was heavy and cool as me, <laughs> Hevel. Really Hevel thing, man. Really good. Hevel, get it out there. Hevel. Yeah, Little Wing. When I listen to it on good speakers, you mm. know what? I've always... Oh, I'll say that again. I've just hit my mic. I've always hated, like, snobby audiophile, like, people who, like, go, oh, you need to listen on these speakers or these headphones or you need to do this. Mm. Or, and I hate that snobbery because it's basically, like... I'm middle-aged and I've got a lot of money, so I spend money on music. I'm a GP doctor. Yeah, but, so. uh, but <laughs> not all GPs, you know. No. But, um, but, so, but can't play instruments. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, like sometimes. Mm. Uh, or even musicians who are like, oh, I've got no time for them. Mm. But since getting a good pair of headphones and getting good speakers, I've turned into a middle No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I turned into a GP doctor. Uh, um, <laughs> No, I can really appreciate some of the sounds on here. Yeah. And, you know, that Leslie speaker yeah. guitar, it's like 
it's got gold dust on it. Mm-hmm. It's got mm-hmm. something special on it. It's absolutely amazing. And so that special sauce again? It's Jimi Hendrix special sauce. It's definitely an atom. You know, you were saying that mm. that anointing, mm. yeah, that special mm. thing. Just and that's so why good, I think it? just maybe not from this world. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm all for a conspiracy theory, and he's top of my list for conspiracy theories. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. He lived on the moon that we never went to. <laughs> I'm messing. Amazing. So, just an amazing... I, I actually wrote down... It's funny you said this. Mm. Like, I wrote Baldur's Love, guitar playing of a god. Mm. Interesting on that. So, the only other version I'd heard of that before I listened to this album a few years back, the only version of Baldur's Love that I'd heard was John Mayer's version, which he performed live. And John Mayer is a really skilled guitarist, and it's a good version, and he's got a great band, but it's not the same, because it's not Mitch Mitchell, it's not Jimi Hendrix, it's not It's not the whole I've thing. I've got a problem with John Mayer. Uh, I've got a real mm. problem with John Mayer. He what? is amazing at guitar, mm. his band are amazing, mm. but still, I'm not interested. <laughs> I, I just really am not interested. You're into one of, the, one of his songs, what? Um, and I really like it. It's like one of the poppy ones. Oh, New Light? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was really kind of one of later. He, he kind of went into a lo-fi pop. Yeah. It, it's really good. Yeah. But there's mm. something... I think he's he's an amazing player. But mm. there's something I'm just like... Fair enough. Just I just don't feel it, man. You're not into it. I'm not into it mm. at all. Not like I'm into this. No. There you <laughs> go. It was something special. Amazing. Well, let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to look at Bigger Love by John Legend. Can't wait. Can't wait. Amazing. So welcome back from the break. So we're going to talk about Bigger Love, uh, which is by John Legend, and it is the seventh studio album by American singer-songwriter and musician John Legend. Uh, It was released in June 19th, 2020, so a couple of months ago now. Um, And his last album was A Legendary Christmas. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Anyone listen to that? Is he just trying to cash in on on the Michael Bublé money? I'm not sure. Because I feel like Christmas has been squared off by Mickey Bubbles. It's been seared. It has. It's been mm. dipsed. Okay. Well, I've been listening to our friends at Ranking the Beatles, right? Of course. And they've had some people on mm. who do special holiday podcasts. Ooh. And Seasonal. they do, like, 12 weeks of, like, or top 10, like, rated Christmas songs. That Guys... Is- that's what we're doing. That's, I like that. <laughs> I instantly wanted yeah. an El Vanilla Christmas, like a different one. You know, instead of the uh, instead of the jazz bed that we sometimes put under our, our bonus of can we put like a, a Christmas jazz yeah, bed? Come like, on, some sleigh bells. That's exciting, isn't it? <laughs> I like that. I'm excited already. I'm excited. I'm excited. So that's what we're going to do. Um, and so, Bigger Love was uh, written mostly in 2019. Uh, recording for the album finished in February of 2020. And Legend stated that he hoped the album would bring joy and would be uplifting in the light of George Floyd protests uh, that were taking place during the album's release. Uh, he released the cover art um, and the track listing on June the 12th, a week before its release. So quite a surprise album. And do you know what? This was a great album. Mm. I absolutely loved it. I actually thought... Praise the Lord Almighty <laughs> that there is an album that's come out this year that has real instruments for one. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> it's it's has great sounding instruments as well. Mm. It's not just all synth and yeah. 
you know, I'm glad it was recorded last year and they were able to do that. And it just sounds amazing. Like with the Jimi Hendrix album, there's loads of counter melodies, counter rhythms on this album. It's musically brilliant. Mm. Mm. I've never given John Legend the time of day. And oh, I don't I know what, I don't know why. I've yeah. never done it. I'm mm. the same as you, Matt. Yeah. I, I just have never done it. And I always think of that song that Adam was singing before. All me. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. There's Adam's impression. Uh, <laughs> drink to that. I can't I do any more. <laughs> it's literally just the same melody. <laughs> Loves all of you. <laughs> I turn into Barry Gibb. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. And so I, I loved this album. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say it. I loved it. Adam, what do you think? So my initial thought of this album, my initial kind of takeaway, is it's old smooth R and B, but mm. with modern beats. Yeah. Because it does have that modern not quite trap beats, but more modern beats anyway, but it does have yeah. those old R and B kind of chords, almost Motown. Kind of just smooth. I feel like they're layered drums as well. You've mm. got the old drums with the new. Like yeah. the kicks mm. are thumpy mm-hmm. and new, but it definitely has like old snares and stuff like that. It's a good mix. And I think maybe that's what John Legend is all about. It's kind of that mix of the old but with the new, mm. um, which he, he does so well. Uh, I think I'm going to give that Christmas album a listen though. Right now. Ooh. Right now. Uh, get Tis <laughs> the season. Um, I'm not going to lie. It, it, the album didn't blow me away. Okay. But. It is. It is good. It's right. good. He is a seasoned professional, clearly. Yeah. Um, he writes a damn good album. Yeah. We can say. Yeah, yeah. He's just um, a great guy. Yeah. Is he? Well, I don't. I don't know the man. I know him personally. No. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Grace hang out in very different circles. <laughs> um, but yeah, a couple of songs that I kind of drew on. Uh, Ula, very mm. good. Uh, mm. Always a good title. Ula. Yeah. Big fan. And Focused, those were two that kind of nice. pulled my focus. And um, Focused had, had quite <laughs> had quite nice guitar, I, yes. I thought. Um, so, yeah, overall, a good album. As you say, finally, a good comparison album that is actually, like, good. Yeah. Is, is decent and is yeah. worthwhile. Yeah. So, yeah. It's got something to it, hasn't it? Like, yeah. mm. it's got a bit of life to it. Bit of substance. Bit of substance. Well, no, substance, because uh, we were harsh on the Taylor Swift album. That's but true. It's because, like, <laughs> it just didn't, like... It was mellow oh, Taylor Swift. Can I just <laughs> comment? You've got the Just Deep Van again. Is he back? It's, <laughs> it's so hot that the, every week you will just have at the moment a vehicle going past. Yeah. It's yeah. sad. Yeah. Um, sorry, Grace, what were you going to say? Um, yeah, Taylor Swift's album is very mellow the whole time. Hmm. Every song is the same sort of feel in folklore. It's very mellow. Whereas this is you it's could fun. Almost, you can almost say they're all the same song. Wow. Anyway, Karen. She's taking you on a journey. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we... That, we that was said. You know. Um yeah, but no, but this is fun, it's got energy. And that's what he that's what he does. That's what a lot of his music is. It's mm. fun, it's got yeah. energy. Yeah. yeah, he's he's known as well for his love songs. Mm-hmm. He loves love. He loves love. He's a lovey guy. Who doesn't love love? He's um, he's, he's a, a loyal day. guy. You know who he is? Go on. The modern day Paul McCartney. Oh, I thought you were gonna say modern day Marvin <laughs> Gaye for some reason. No. <laughs> Maybe just because it rhymed. Um, modern day Paul McCartney. Okay. Simple love songs, you know. Mm. Yeah. What's wrong he loves with that? his wife. He yeah. does. He's a loyal man. He come is. on. Respectful man. Who doesn't love a loyal man? Come on. Hard to come by. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right, ladies? <laughs> Am I right? Some people are just mean to the women. Well, right. oh. <laughs> that sounded really pointed at me then. Uh, for context, now that it's been brought up, <laughs> Adam felt a bit mean after picking on Grace on last mm. week's podcast. I just felt which, like it came across very aggressive. And that's just 
kind of the friendship that they have. Yeah. But then they realised, oh wait. Some people don't know. Some people do actually listen to this outside <laughs> yeah. of our friendship. Yeah, true. So, so for so, context, it's it's give and take. For context, mm. Adam is always angry at Grace. For, for context, say. he's always mean. <laughs> uh, remember no. the Adam before Grace was here, guys? Remember that? <laughs> he was fake. <laughs> but then Tommy happened and then oh, well, it was yeah. all released. Is that your nickname, Grace? Tommy. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Amazing. I can't even remember you. So, who was happening? talking about their favorite songs? Adam, you were right. I, I, I said uh, Ula and Focused. They Great. Were, they Amazing. Grace, Grace, we were talk- We were with you, right? Yeah, I just kind of hopped in. Right. Go so, for it. Yeah, Carry on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with what you've been saying. Like vintage sounds, but with modern sensibility. Ooh. Oh, great. Oh, come on. Uh, do you write for Rolling Stone magazine? Because oh, I, I, I think know. you should. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and it was good. Uh, the first two, so much fun. Loads of energy. Loads of charm. He's yeah. got charm. That's what it is. He's got charm. Yeah. I think it comes so. out in that music. Mm. But the next two after that feel to me kind of like album fillers. Okay. But people do that. People. You're making an album. You've got to fill some, the, some slots. The label demands a certain number of songs. Exactly. I've got to say, I think that's harsh. <gasps> One Life is amazing. Mm, no, mm. for that, for me. It was a bit like, oh, it was a bit like YOLO in a song. A bit tacky. We know we've only got oh one life. Goodness. I don't want to sing about it again. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. do you not love that, like, the hit and the two rather than the one beat? Oh. Well, you know, if we're talking yeah. about the actual music. That's like, great. That's good. That's all right. For, for and amazing guitars and amazing vibes. Mm. And Anderson Pack was on that song. Ah, oh. no, I didn't know that. I'm a big fan of Anderson so, Pack drums. So take it back, Wow, Chris, right. sorry, Anderson. Take it back. <laughs> Um, no wonder people get angry with you. <laughs> you you are the people that get angry with me. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so when he's talking about like, you know, hopefully it, it brings, you know, you have a better summer, it brings some up, uplifting it is mm. it's uplifting music. Um Wild for me was an absolute banger. Yeah, amazing. Stunning. Stunning. Stunning piece of music. Yeah. Slow cooker. Yep. Mm. That could get you pregnant. That. Are we talking pregnancy jams right now? Hello. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that sentence. To slow cook is going to cause a baby boom. Right. And just so it's slow cooker paired with quarantine. Babies. There's, there's no quarantine baby boom. It's just this song gotcha. that's caused it. Wow. Got yeah. it. Um, and well, then focus, like I, you said, Adam. I'm banning it. <laughs> <laughs> Not being played in my house. <laughs> Sorry, carry on, focus. Um, but yeah, focus, like you said. Mm. It's got this sort of like Bill, kind of Bill Withers-esque yeah, come on. vibe. It's like, it's like folky, but simplistic gotcha. at the same time. Gotcha. And do you know what it's about? Go on. It's Being about, focused. Is that what I'm wrong? It's about like the craziness, the hecticness of the world. Right. The busyness, it melts away when he's focused on his wife. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh. When she's around. He's just focused on her, Matt. Matt's about to you. vomit. He's about to vomit on his microphone. Isn't that sweet? Sickly, Sickly sweet. <laughs> Not cute. Is that one going to be banned too? No, no. So, could someone fill me in, right? I, right. I don't know a lot about John Legend, and you keep talking about his wife, Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen. She is stunning. Famous on Twitter. <laughs> that's about. That's about. Honest. Is she anything else? She's a. She's done a few cookbooks, I believe. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. presented a few things. But they're pretty cute together, right? Freaking adorable. They they are very 
very much in love. I think some people have tried to bring them down and she won't have it. Haters going to hate people, throw rocks at things that shine. Ooh. Get that on a t-shirt. That's off a Taylor Swift song. Right. Uh, Go on. (laughs) Gosh. Right, amazing. The anger level's rising. (laughs) When you say we talk about the Beatles a lot, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. I mean, I don't know them personally. They Mm. might not be that in love at all, but, you know. He loves to write love songs. He's deep. Yeah, yeah. He's an emotional guy. It's wonderful. All of him. Wow. Loves all of her. Wow. Wow. (laughs) It's right there, people. Yeah. And it's, it's a feel good, isn't it? So maybe, it is. you know, when he said he wanted people to feel good, I, I got that. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm into it. I was reading this um, review on it and they said that this album feels shallow. What? Compared to his other stuff. Interesting. Ah. Which And he's got a lot of good stuff. Hmm. Maybe that's the angle they're coming from. It just doesn't quite match up. I mean. But I really enjoyed it. Rivers can run deep, but they've got a bottom at some point. Well, yeah. It, this is a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> we're all about the sayings, aren't we? Which is so deep. Is Is. Am I right in thinking that this album is a bit more upbeat than usual? I believe so. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not massive on the right, discography yeah. of John Legend. No, but, but let's check it out. Let's, but get let's it check it out. Let's get I mean, he's got a lot of bops. Yeah. Okay. But he does like to go deep. Okay. But this is a very fun one. Yeah. Nice. I really enjoyed it. Mm. And shout out uh, to the song Wild. It's a, mm. you know when it started, I was like, oh, I don't need an Imagine Dragons <laughs> style <laughs> drum. Yeah. But then when it kicks in. It's amazing. It's and really good. Gary Clark Jr. with the guitar solo. It shreds and it's beautiful. Very important. The whole thing. It's yeah, a solid really good. Song. Gary really Clark good. Jr., very solid guitar player. Yeah, he's, um, he knows what he's about. Pretty underrated. Mm, I think so. I think he's so. an underrated fella in your name. He is an underrated fella. Mm. Yeah. Really good. Mm. Very good. So we've come to a bit of a difficult decision right here. Because oh, wow. we're going to do Would You Rather. And so, would you rather act as bold as love or bigger love? What would you rather? Who wants to go first? Anyone? Adam wants to go first. Go on, Adam. Uh, For me, it's not really that close. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, hands down. Right. I felt, I have felt, I will feel things when I listen to Jimi (laughs) Hendrix music. Don't really get that. I like John Legend, and you're right. You didn't have, you, you, you didn't listen on a plane. Maybe. <laughs> but, you know, it. when I take off, I don't really want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. It's not all of you, John Legend. I want me Diet Coke. Get away. I want me beer on the plane or whatever. But, yeah, I've not had... I, I, just, don't, I just don't get the same, same <coughs> incredible vibe. Jimi Hendrix, legend for me. It stays. Absolutely stays. Brilliant. Yeah. It didn't wax your cat. It didn't wax my cat. Thank you for bringing that. That mm. one up from a few mm. a few episodes ago. See, I've been listening. I do. There you go. I was you in that do. episode. That's what I was listening yeah, to. Yeah, it's all the ones you've been on. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Grace, uh, which would you rather? John Legend. Oh, come on. Come on. Yeah, okay. I mean, and I appreciate Jimi mm. Hendrix. Amazing. All the musicians yeah. on the album. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. They were doing bits. Yeah. They really were. Doing bits. Bo. Bo. John Legend did. Bittier bits. That's wow. That's wow. Do you know what? That's an out of date saying, do bits, can I just say? And I've never heard anyone say bittier bits. <laughs> do you like people that do bittier bits, do you? <laughs> Chunky bits. Bits with Those chunks bits. in it. Bits with pulp. Ooh. Now I'm not a pulp fan, but maybe musical pulp. Like pulp. Like the band? The band? No. <laughs> The, like I mean, in juice. All right. Their glass and ring performance. Amazing. Interesting. Yeah, amazing. Uh, both of them. Okay. I. Do you know what, guys? Oh, this is very tough. I'm gonna. 
Oh, see, you know the question. The question is, hmm. which one am I going to carry on listening to? Yeah. yeah. And the answer is probably John Lennon. Come on. Okay. Now, there is a secret little special sauce mm. that isn't on it, and Jimi Hendrix does have. He does. So, so for once, I kind of feel like I don't want to pick. Okay, but you have to. So. <laughs> That's not the game, Matt. It's so. Not game. <laughs> so I'm gonna pick. I'm probably gonna pick Jimi Hendrix. Oh. But did you not just? Say? It's like that meme. He, you had us in the first half. You, just... you had us in the first half. <laughs> I, yeah. I, you just talked yourself out of your choice. No, I haven't. Okay. I'm saying I would listen and I will listen oh. to the John Legend right. again. Got it. However, however, it doesn't have the secret True. sauce. True. And that's what it is. True. Salt Bay A tier. Salt Bay A tier. Wow. So there you go. Those guitar solos just sprinkling on in there. And do, do you know what? People don't people don't listen to those little bits in the middle. Mm. It's not about the solos. No. It's about those passing notes. Mm. And they are incredible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just absolutely incredible. And I will go and watch some live stuff because he literally sings and just plays something magical. Mm. Makes it look so easy. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And so, yeah, it's it's got to be Jimi Hendrix, I guess. But you know what? Uh, this is what I'm going to say. Go on. This John Legend album mm. is the best album I've listened to this year. Oh, wow, okay. No doubt. Wow. Now, I said that the Run the Jewel album mm. was my favourite. Right. But this is probably the best sounding. It stops it. Is it better than the Heim album? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like it's not even... I liked the Heim album, but it's not even a competition. Oh, wow. Like, this sounded so good. Okay. I love that. That's good. Yeah. You should so. listen to more of his stuff. I will too, yeah, I will too. But I'll make sure I have the sick bucket with me. Because uh, <laughs> that's the way you guys have sold all, it to All me. the tissues, because you will come. Uh, all the tissues need all of me. <laughs> <laughs> all of me needs all the tissues. Yeah. Right, so I was trying to get involved, but uh, maybe I was. <laughs> no, I mean, leave it to us. You know what, Matt? I think what everyone wants. Us. What have you done? <laughs> Who's being aggressive now? What you need then, Matt, is we need Great. to hear you. Yeah, always. We need to hear you try and do the John Legend. Mm, as you know, I don't do impressions. Well, that, that, can, that can As you know. <laughs> Grace, did an impression of you while you were there? I noticed. I'm going to mute her mic. That's what I'm going to do. Right, let's do ratings. Ratings. Adam. Hmm. Jimi Hendrix, give me a rating. Jimi Hendrix, I'm going to go for a 4.5. Now, it's not as good. lower than I thought you were going to say. It's it's not like the Aretha ones, because the Aretha ones just... But this one does have... It does have those good songs. But I think the little experimental one at the beginning, as much as I loved it... It ruined it? it, Not ruined it, but it it brought it down a few for me. But 4.5. Grace? I'm going to go 3.5. Okay. That EXP really did. Yeah. Guys, I'm going 3.5 as well. Mm. I don't mm. know what it is. I don't know what I'm looking for. Because mm. I'm just a walking contradiction because I've literally been <laughs> yeah. told about how special it is. <laughs> yeah. But we only have out of five and we're on like 80 something now. I'm not yeah. even mm. sure what we're up to. <laughs> but we're in the 80s. Yeah. It must yeah. be early 80s now. Yeah. 88, I think we're on. No, no, that can't way be. Past that. Way past that. It's like 81. Hey, this is that, that great Elvin Elo maths. Maybe 83. <laughs> well, it's just 100 anyway, minus 18, isn't it? Well, well no, because the 100th is an episode. I think so it's that's... 81. 
Oh, I'm confused. Anyway, let's let's not let's not concentrate on that. But anyway, I th- I think in three months' time, mm. I'm gonna mm. look back and go, yeah, that was a three point five. Because yeah. you know what's come up? Bam! Amazing album. Yeah. <laughs> Bam! Bam! <laughs> That's the only impression you'll get from me. Bam. <laughs> what's that an impression of? Uh, and a great album coming. Bam! <laughs> nice. <laughs> You saved it, you redeemed it. <laughs> amazing. Guys, it's been good. It's been, it's been amazing. A good week. It's been a good week. We're not finished yet. No, no. I know that. I was going to say, that's gone quick. <laughs> no, we're not finished. What time is it? I, I was about what, to say. What time is it, Grace? Oh, what time is it? Bam. What time is it? 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 It's quizzing time. Quizzing time. Quizzing time. 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 That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's quizzing time. Me now. Right. Uh, as normal, uh, we have three questions. Uh, two music ones. The tiebreaker. It's not a musical one. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you to name some things You're going to match against each other Who can name the most Whoever thinks they can name the most Is going to give it a go If they fulfil their number that they think destiny. they can destiny. do Their destiny <laughs> Then they get the point If they can't, the other person gets a point So it's like a game of chicken Almost mm. Okay, are you ready <laughs> for your first question? So you go, mmm, mm. chicken mm. <laughs> now, I'm not, <laughs> wow. now I'm not entirely sure who is ahead I believe I think it's two tired, I think we? it's two all What is two one to me? Two one to oh. me Yes it is Yeah Yes it <laughs> is We should write Every week we say We should write this down Yeah let's write yeah. it down And one day Matt we write write it down Right Always down to me Producer Matt <laughs> if, you, uh, if you go Okay great so, I will um, So this week I believe we're going to Start with Grace first Woo um, But of course We're going to Barter against each other But Grace We're going to ask you The first question So There are many Famous Musicians Mm. <laughs> a large portion. Hey. <laughs> a large portion of these are named John. Oh, shut up! How many musicians? How many famous musician Johns can you name? Do you think, Grace? How many do you think you could name? Right, because we keep raising here. I'm gonna play this game well. Okay. Three. Nice, Matt. Four. He's writing them down. Oh. Five. Five. Five Johns. Matt, how many Johns? Wait. Famous musician Johns, by the way. I've got a question. Go on. Here we go. Bending the rules. Did Jonathan's count? Yeah. Yeah. Did Johnson's count? No. Mm. <laughs> you can have name. you can have any spelling of John. Oh. And you can have Jonathan. Got to be famous. A famous musician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've got the king. Can't just have like King John. That doesn't count. <laughs> It's got to be a famous musician, John. Where are we up to? What number did you say, Matt? Matt, how many? You said five, five. I believe. Yeah, I didn't say any. Because I said three. Okay, I'll go four. You said four. Okay. Raising yeah. the stakes, though. Come on, Grace, how many? Have you got four? I, I've got like seven. Gosh, guys. What? No, you haven't. So what are you saying? How many could you do? Great content. Five. <laughs> He's mean to the woman. Uh, five. 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 Yeah. five. Matt, raise it five. Can you? Can you raise it five? 
I've got another question. <sighs> oh, is it the question? <laughs> Go on, what rule do you want to bend now? Ooh. If a song is written after a John. <laughs> How do you mean? Right, no. We're not having famous songs that have John in the title. So Johnny be good? No. No, because he's not a real person. How do you know? I know. Famous Johns. Famous musician Johns. Really not that complicated. <laughs> it took the tower to live again. If it's a famous musician, that is singer. Right, we're up instrumentalist. to five, Have you got six? <sighs> no, no, I don't. You were black and four. I was. You proper play this game? That's I've, the point. I've got five. As I say, it's it's how many chicken? That's It's a working <sighs> title. Oh, we'll stick oh. to the quiz and time. I've got six. Six. That's so six. you're saying you can do I'm six? Six. 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 Oh, Any no, I can't six. do seven. Oh, no, I can't do seven. Oh, no. Matt. I've got this. God. Matt, name them Johnnies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, you're going to cut that off. No. <laughs> name those Johnnies. Name them Johns. <laughs> John Legend? Yeah. John Lennon? Yeah. Elton John? No. What? Uh, <laughs> I get it then. Right, no. I get it. I'm not getting this. Hold on. Elton John. No. You said John in his no. name. No, no. John. You asked for surnames and he said no. No, I didn't. She, I said Johnson. Hold on. Oh, yeah. He said say Johnson. His name's John. His name's Elton Flipping John. You know what? I'll allow it. Yeah, come on. So that's three. John Petrucci. Yep. Johnny Rotten. Yep. John Bon Jovi. Oh, I didn't think of that. Done it. That. Is good. Now I'm allowing the Elton John one because it's quite clever. It is more clever than what we had last week, which was Christmas, Christmas tree. tree. That's logical. No. Right, his name is Elton John. Elton John. I mean his name's not Elton John, it's like Would I have been allowed Johnny Cash? Yes. Oh because that is a very John Johnny. John Elton Mayer. John. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd have been a good well, one. I'll add one. I mean one it doesn't matter, great, because yeah, <laughs> you want one. If I don't one. Second question. There is a very famous quartet. And they hail from the country Ooh. of Sweden. Oh, not them. Uh, not them. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, yes. we're talking ABBA. Yes. Now. What are you Googling? How many... He's I'm not, on I'm looking, I'm checking, don't worry. Good. How many ABBA songs do you think you can name? Matt, we're coming to you first. How many ABBA songs do you think you could name? Five. Five. Grace? Let's say six. Six. I'll get there when I get there. Matt? Yeah. Seven. Seven. Oh. You play games. You... That's what you've got to do. You, know, you can call us bluff. Do you think he can name seven ABBA songs? One sec. Mm, I mean, time is of the essence. <laughs> we, we, can't, we can't sit here in silence. He, he said seven. He said seven. Oh, he's probably right in. I've got one coming up in my mind right now. And I really want to sing it because it's apt for this. But I won't. I feel like I should have some facts while you guys are just there. Yeah. Mm. Just milling about. Um, I'm trying to think of some ABBA facts. I can't. I don't think in the heat of the moment. I can't name eight. I'm um, staying at seven. Go on, Matt. Seven. Yeah. Don't let him sit and think. Don't okay. let him sit, Matt. Matt. I've only got six here. Oy. Well, you said seven. You said seven. You yeah. pledged seven. So, Matt, are you going with that? Yeah. Grace, are you done? I'm done. I'm Matt, done. name those seven ABBA songs if you please. <laughs> okay. Voulez-vous? Nice. Visitors. The visitors. Hold on. Hold on, let me check it. Hold on. Now that is an album. And it is a song on the album. There we go. 
I have that one on vinyl, by the way. Just it's very good. I like it. Off that album, mm. The Soldier. Hold on. It's called Soldier, isn't it? Well, we can have the. Uh, it's called uh, Soldiers, but I'll let you. I'll let you right. add that. Okay, yeah. So how many is that? Two. That's not. No, that was three. Visitors we live with. <laughs> three. The Soldier. Dancing Queen. Yep. Mamma Mia. Yep. Two more. Hang on. The tension. One, two, three, four, five, six. I've named six. Mm-hmm. Name them again, then. The Visitors. Yep. Voulez-vous. Yep. Waterloo. Dancing Queen. You didn't say Waterloo before. Mamma Mia. Yep. The Soldier. Yep. One more. Fernando. That is correct. And the one I was thinking of, that's the name of the game. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. They were all there. Were I just had there. to yeah, sing no, them. Had so, that's 2-0 to Matt. Oh, no. Which means we don't need no, the tiebreaker question. I think we should have four. But we're not. <laughs> For time. But I am going to say what the tie, tiebreaker question is. Cause Let's do it anyway. Like they get. Let's do, do it. Cause it's I, fun. I don't know about you, but I'd like to see a whitewash. Do you want a clean sweep? Okay, I like I that. Think. This is the gauntlet thrown down. I like it. I kind of feel like I want to give it like a gamble. No. It's you th- can do that, but if you lose this... No, I'm not doing that. Grace gets the no, points. 3-1. Okay. Right. All or nothing. Next goal wins. You know, like, oh, oh what should he do, ladies and gentlemen? Gamble. <laughs> Please gamble responsibly. So, right. Uh, in that case, then, this is what the question was. This is just for fun and games. Yeah. Tiebreaker question, which, again, is always non-musical. The UK has many different supermarkets. How many supermarkets can you name? We are not including US supermarkets. Ooh. So you can't say Walmart or Target. Target. Can't say it. Um, I thought about including that, but no. So, uh, Grace, we'll go to you first. How many UK supermarkets do you think you can name? We'll start off safe. Let's go four. Four, okay. By the way, yeah, okay, never mind. I was going to, uh, that would give it away. It's four, uh, okay. Four. Matt, name any more than four. I will allow yeah, ones five. that don't exist anymore recently you will well there's one in particular i'm thinking of so matt what do you say five yeah five grace how many six six matt any advance on six i can go seven matt can go seven (laughs) you guys are the perfect seven seven all days yeah eight eight any you you can't name it okay grace name those uk supermarkets please (laughs) um tesco yes asda yes now they can just oh, exist in this go. country. Yes. Okay, good. Lidl. Yes. Aldi. Yes. Sainsbury's. Yes. Waitrose. Yes. And you said they could not exist anymore? Go on. Quick save. Sure. Summerfields. Yes. Whee! I would also have accepted Netto. What I wasn't oh. going to accept, which is what I was going to say, is I will not accept Metro or Tesco. Yeah, like Tesco yeah. Metro or Tesco. Mm. No. That's a great trick. That that was <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Tesco Extra, Tesco yeah. Metro, Tesco <laughs> Express. Not having it. Tesco Driving. No, not having it. You don't get it. Tesco Online. Tesco Petrol Station. I would not have also accepted George by Asda. Wouldn't have accepted it. FNF. FNF? Two? Not accepting it. I'll give you two Fs, all right. <laughs> so uh, it doesn't matter. Oh. That was just for fun. Oh. That is not a clean sweep by Matt, but the most essential. 3 1. Matt's pulling ahead. Grace, come on. You're out of sight. I think we're going to do first to ten. Okay. Wow. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> okay. it's all, it's all <laughs> Unless you get too close. <laughs> well, if you get to like seven and there's no way you can come back, I mean. Hey. I think we're near there. It's Three, not a sprint. One. Hmm. Are you saying it's a marathon? It's the tortoise and the hare, what did we learn? Interesting. Mm. Amazing. There you go. That was, uh, that was quiz in time, ladies and gentlemen. What time is it? 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 It's quiz in time. 
great episode <laughs> of El Vanilla, if I do say so myself. Mm, I've really enjoyed myself. We've been great. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying <laughs> I've enjoyed being here. Um, guys, would you like to know what next week's albums are? Always. Always. Oh, my good gracious. Ooh. Am I Ooh. excited? Cool. I'm actually buzzing. <laughs> I'm actually buzzing about the next five we're going to do. Ooh. Oh, wow. It's a good run. Mm. But we are listening to Harvest by Neil Young. Oh. And Neil Damn. Young is important at the moment, pop culture-wise, because he is suing Trump because no Trump used one of his songs. Okay. you guys know about that? No. So no. we'll talk about that next week. Great. Ooh. Look it up. Suspense. Yeah. And we are comparing it to him. Now, Adam is going to love this. He is going to love it. Is it weird, though? It's not weird. Oh. <laughs> we are going to compare it to Patchwork by Passenger. Oh, oh man. I've already listened to this album. It's, it's a good one. It's a good one. Half Adam's prep's done already. <laughs> Beautiful. It's going to be a good one, guys. It's going to be a great one. <laughs> so there we go. So listen along, Neil Young Harvest, and we're comparing it to Patchwork by Passenger. Mm. Two amazing. amazing albums. Yeah. And I'm really excited to talk about them. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Guys, thank you for being here. Thank, thank you. you. It's <laughs> it's been a good episode, hasn't it? I enjoyed it. Really good. Enjoying myself. Chapletus. Yeah. Strike again. That's strike again. <laughs> Are we like some Mexican gang or something from the <laughs> it, Wild West? It reminds me of um, Breaking Bad. What's the chicken shop called? Uh, Les Polos Habanos. Yeah, I don't know why. The Chicken, chicken Brothers. Brothers. <laughs> and there's the two of them back to back. Have you seen Breaking Bad? No. Oh, Grace. Need to get on it. It's very good. Very good. I watched all the way through until the last episode. Never bothered to watch the last episode. Never watched it. Never watched it. No, what happens, but that's that point. Wow, amazing. So, thank you for listening as well. Mm. Uh, Please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Follow us on Instagram at Elvanilo. I'm at Matt Courtney Music. Adam, you are at Adam Courtney95. And Grace? Grace underscore Salmons. Brilliant. And you can send us an email as well. We would love to get some questions in. Mm. We're going to do mm. a question episode sometime soon. That'll be on Instagram as well. So that's uh, elvanilopodcast at gmail.com. And please leave, leave us a positive review on iTunes. It really helps mm. the show. And, you know, tell your friends about it. We're just having a great time. And the best albums are still yet to come. They are. Mm. It's so exciting. You get to hear cars like this <laughs> every two minutes, which is so wonderful. <laughs> you haven't had seagulls tonight. No seagulls. So no. they've been quiet. What kind of a car is that? A broken one. (laughs) (laughs) And please listen along. The next albums are Harvest by Neil Young and Patchwork by Passenger. So it's going to be a great week ahead. Mm. And we hope you have a good week too. We'll see you soon. Bye. Take care.